It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 260, Quantum podcast that exists to explore news and views and culture from throughout the world from a Christian perspective. And, uh, well, I tell you what, let's begin with the big subject. That's REM, it's the end of the world as we know it. Is the end of the world about to happen? I was uh, looking at my Twitter feed and uh, apparently lots of people think so. Uh, A couple of weeks ago I was told the end of the world was 50 years away. And then a week ago I was told it was 30 years and then a couple of days, 12 years. And then today I read an expert saying we won't survive beyond five years. Well, what's the Christian perspective on this and what are we talking about? Well, I'll tell you what, we'll come on to that. I guess the end of the world is quite important, but how we portray news. I was greatly amused to get this. Um, I'm about to return to Scotland, and here is something from the Scottish Bible Society. They tweeted out, contrasting news in America with news from BBC Scotland. We need to kill them. You're in danger. I'm in danger. Bomb them and bomb them again. A chicken has been arrested attempting to cross a street in Dundee. (laughs) I have to laugh. I'm going back to to Dundee. Um, Great city. But a chicken has been arrested crossing the street in Dundee. Contrast that. We need to kill them. We need to get them. Difference in style. And yeah, what we look at in this podcast is, I think, a difference in style because we're trying to look at it from a biblical perspective. And I think that's a much broader and... uh, healthy perspective than what you would often get. Okay, before we go on to our main subject, and it will take a while before we get there, I want to do a little bit of follow-up from last week. Now, are you aware of this film? That was uh, Netflix's Cuties. Uh, why we didn't mention that last week? What, what has this got to do with anything? Well, 
we're contrasting it with The Sound of Freedom. Now, Cutie's film was basically about a group of prepubescent girls twerking and, and, and dancing and so on. And it was meant to be a serious explanation. It was large, in many sense, you could argue, child pornography. But The Guardian and others, they loved it. On the other hand, the film The Sound of Freedom that we mentioned last week, and I want to do a little bit of follow-up on this because I became aware of much more after we recorded last week's. It it got trashed uh, by The Guardian, by others. And what's fascinating, I did not know this. This film was completed in 2018, and a distribution deal was made with 20th Century Fox. However, Fox was purchased by the Walt Disney Company, who shelved the film. Disney are, they're really worrying me. Um, Then Angel took it on and did equity crowdfunding and people invested and brought it. And as far as I can understand, it's almost at 100 million that uh, it's made. But uh, it's fascinating. Because this is a film which deals with the question of child pornography, the trafficking of children, which there is a very close connection There's no question that our culture does downplay the trafficking of children, but that seems to me one of the reasons why this is sidelined. You you would expect this to be absolute headline news. But I think I was reading somewhere someone saying this, our culture generally views kids as a hindrance and sexual desires as amoral, so pedophilia is increasingly difficult to actually condemn. Now, again... Come back to Disney. The US House of Representatives on October the 7th adopted a bill to protect children from pornography on the internet, despite opposition from the Disney company, who were worried that some of their films would not be allowed to be advertised on children's TV. Is that Disney admitting that some of their films are pornographic? Just incredible. Absolutely incredible. And then listen to this. Democrats block a bill in California that would make child sex trafficking a serious felony. That's right, America. Democrats in California blocked a bill that would make child sex trafficking on par with a bunch of other violent crimes to where you could even get life in prison. So I'm thinking to myself, in what situation would Democrats find it a plausible idea to stonewall a bill that would bring harsher penalties to child sex traffickers. Now, I thought, I've got to check this because this is going to, you know, there's so much fake news. I thought this has got to be fake news. So I went to check it. And uh, from no less a source than the Los Angeles Times, I, I found it was actually true that Democrats did reject a proposal to stiffen penalties for repeat sex trafficking of minors. And it was only when Governor Newsom became aware of the, the, the backlash against this that they've now actually backtracked on that and they've now put it through. Extraordinary though, isn't it? Just extraordinary. A society which struggles to recognize the evil of trafficking children. We are going backwards. Maybe it is the end of the world as we know it. And I grew up in a culture where children were meant to be protected, not exploited. 
Another bit of news from last week. Um, I did mention Nigel Farage's bank accounts and that there was some doubt as to why Coots, the merchant bankers, closed them down. They had said, or the BBC had reported, uh, uh, to be fair to the BBC, had reported on the basis of what the company said, that it was something to do with financial investments not being sound. Uh, in reality, it now turns out there is proof. There are 40 pages of documents which so shows that Coots have decided that uh, his bank account should be closed because they do not align with our values. And amongst other things, the background briefing paper even made reference to Mr. Farage's friendship with Novak Djokovic, the former Wimbledon champion, as evidence that he was not as inclusive as the bank. Now, this issue is really important because if banks start saying, we can't provide you with a service because you don't align with our politics, then that is a way of, of it's an incredible form of censorship. Uh, let me go on to some world news. Uh, an astonishing thing from Germany, 200 million COVID-19 vaccine doses are to be binned. Just incredible. What a waste. And uh, because so many Germans are just not taking them now. And then uh, one of the scientists who denounced the COVID lab leak theory in public, in private, said it was highly likely. That's incredible. Dr. Christian Andersen, a Danish evolutionary biologist, co-authored a research paper published in March 2020 that denounced the origin scenario as a conspiracy theory and xenophobic. Yet, in, in emails at the time, she said she thought it was extremely likely. As I say, that is all extraordinary. Other world news. The United Nations and Turkey had brokered a, a deal which allowed, I think it was this year, something like 38 million tonnes of Ukrainian grain to go to, it was 36 million tons rather, to go to Africa, Asia and the Middle East. Uh, that deal is now over. The war in Russia continues. That is the war, sorry, the war in Ukraine, which is a war really between Russia and America with the Ukrainians being used as proxies. It continues and it's just appalling that this again could really affect things. Another little bit of world news in South Korea. Uh, over 34 people have died due to flooding. They've had uh, heavy rain. This often happens in South Korea, but it seems to have been uh, more prolonged this year. Right, let's look at uh, an anniversary, a political anniversary and moral one. Listen to this. I'm in favour of gay marriage because I'm a massive supporter of marriage and I don't want gay people to be excluded from a great institution. But let me be absolutely 100% clear, if there is any church or any synagogue or any mosque that doesn't want to have a gay marriage, it will not, it absolutely must not be forced to hold it. That is absolutely clear in the legislation. In the legislation, and also let me make clear, this is a free vote for members of parliament. But personally, I will be supporting it. That's Prime Minister David Cameron, or former Prime Minister David Cameron. It's now the 10th anniversary of the Same-Sex Marriage Act, he tweeted this week. One of my proudest achievements as PM. Thousands of gay couples have been able to make their vows over the past decade as a result. It's proof that positive change happens when we all work for it. A very happy anniversary. No. It's so depressing that he thinks that's positive. He talks about being in favour, it being marriage. 
No. I wrote to his office when all this happened and I said, can you tell us what the Prime Minister's view or what the government's view of marriage is? And this was the reply I got. This was the official reply. It was that marriage is between any two adults who love one another. As a, as a vacuous reply, it really is awful. I mean, Cameron has so little idea of what he was doing. He, and the, the, this reply also said to me, we're going to redefine marriage for everyone. Once you redefine marriage for everyone, you're not giving the same marriage to everyone. You're giving something different. And what Cameron did was turn the Christian doctrine of marriage into a doc- the secular doctrine of a mere civil partnership. And uh, I think the consequences of that are devastating. And he glories in his shame. Incredible. Right, let's come on to the big issue. (laughs) That's got to be the longest introduction, but let's come on to the big issue we're looking at today and let's introduce it with the Beatles. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right. Here comes the sun. Now, you would think that uh, sunshine would be good news, particularly for those of us who are Brits. Now, those of you who are Brits just now, apparently you're in weather that's not sunshine and you're not experiencing the extreme heat. And extreme heat is bad. I I got out of a, a shop once in Parramatta in Sydney and it was 45 degrees when we stepped out. So you have to have a lot of empathy for people in Greece and in... North Africa, who are a bit more used to it, Spain, Italy, and so on. However, there is a real danger here, and it's a danger I've noticed, these these graphics that keep getting put, and people saying, the end of the world is nigh. So let me try and calm this down a bit and, and say, look, forget... I'm not saying forget whether climate change is caused by humanity. I'm pretty sure that some aspect of it is, but it's what can be done, and it's also the reporting of it. So listen to this. Now, I think I've got three articles for you, one from The Telegraph, one from Unheard, uh, Thomas Fadsey in Unheard, and uh, I think another one may have been from The Daily Skeptic. And this is how they kind of summarise the thing. It is extraordinary that tourists at the Trevi Fountain in Rome, for example, are being invited to agree that the weather is unbearable. Well, if it's unbearable, what are they doing outside? Why aren't they back in their hotel rooms? You know, uh, there have been reports of wildfires in La Palma, and that's supposed to be linked to soaring temperatures when the weather on the island is, in fact, unusually mild and set to be in the mid-20s all week. It's people... They really are trying to scare. And it's kind of, we had this with the Behavioural Insights Unit of the Home Office. We had this during COVID and we've got it now as well. And it works. 
Lots of people are in hysterics about it. And there's an extraordinary thing where the BBC moved their graph. So they decided that once it reached in the mid-20s, you should turn the colour red. So the whole of Europe is almost in red. And it just looks horrific. And I'm told things like, somebody actually said, the seas are literally boiling. Well, the seas are about five degrees higher than normal temperature. They're about between 20 and 26 degrees. Uh, The last time I looked, boiling point was 100 degrees. They're not literally boiling. In a phenomenal article by Thomas Fassi in Unheard, he he talks about this. Um, He talks about how the heat wave was unofficially named Cerberus, the multi-headed dog that guards the gates of Hades, before being replaced by Sharon, the man who ferries the dead there. This is, this is, you know, we're on the road to hell. But as Fancy points out, citing the UN Climate Panel, for most economic sectors, the impact of climate change will be small relation to the impact of other drivers, such as changes in population, age, income, technology, relative prices, lifestyle, regulation, governance, and many other aspects of socio-economic development. There is no evidence that says that life on Earth will perish if we don't go net zero by 2030. Fear, depression, desperation and authoritarianism, says Fadji, are mutually reinforcing. Even if rich countries completely curtail all emissions, an impossible scenario, the temperature increase after 80 years will only be 0.4% degrees centigrade smaller than it would have been otherwise. It's extraordinary. We are going to have flood storms and heat waves for a very long time, whatever is done. The idea that we can save the planet by implementing radical green policies right now is a fantasy. It's an absolute fantasy. Okay, I tell you what, with that fantasy, let's have a let's play this little bit of, of music from Leonard Cohen. Dance me to your beauty with a burning violin. Dance me through the panic till I'm gathered safely in. Lift me like an olive branch and be my homeward dove. Dance me to the end of love. Dance me to the end of love. Oh, let me see your beauty when the witnesses are gone. Let me feel the moving like they do in Babylon Show me slowly what I only know the limits of Dance me to the end of love Dance me to the end Beautiful. Dance me to your beauty with a burning violin. Dance me through the panic till I'm gathered safely in. Lift me like an olive branch and be my homeward dove. Dance me to the end of love. I I, I love that. You know, the the burning violin and, and the panic. Dance me through the panic till I'm gathered safely in. Ah. Again, just some extraordinary factors that we don't take into uh, account. Now, 
the weather is being weaponized for us to embrace a collectivist net zero plan. So last week, for example, heavy rain caused some flash flooding in Vermont. USA Today claimed that the dramatic flooding was rare in Vermont. Expect more amid climate change. BBC basically said the same thing. What is missing in all of that is the fact that um, Vermont regularly floods. Rarely does a year elapse without a flooding event of a significant magnitude being reported in at least one of Vermont's 14 counties. On July the 4th, Matt McGrath of the BBC reported that the world's average temperature had reached a new daily high of 17 degrees and said that this was due to ongoing emissions of carbon dioxide and reported the view that July will be the hottest month in 120,000 years. Now, immediately you've got to know that's fake. Why? We have no idea what the temperature was 120,000 years ago or 100,000 years ago or even 20,000 years ago. The hottest day claim is actually the product of a computer model called Climate Reanalyzer run out of the University of Maine. Um, They actually put out a, a kind of disqualifier saying that much of the elevated global temperature can be attributed to weather patterns in the southern hemisphere that have brought warmer than usual air over portions of the Antarctic. This has nothing to do with long term climate change. And it's also important to remember that all these records are based on historical data that are incomplete, often inaccurate, and rarely more than 100 years old. Anyway, it's just bizarre. There's so much fake historical data. Um, Let me just add some other things. The highest temperature ever recorded on the planet was 58 degrees centigrade in the Libyan desert, and that stood for 100 years before climate alarmists erased it from the record. Heller notes temperatures over 38 degrees centigrade were recorded in Alaska over 70 years ago. Now, we have to be just so careful. We, we as, as Christians, I would say that we need to recognize the hand of God in all of this as well. So Jeremiah, I was reading this morning, Jeremiah 14, and forgive me for just reading part of this, that uh, the nobles send their servants for water. They go to the cisterns but find no water. They return with their jars unfilled, dismayed and despairing. They cover their heads. The ground is cracked because there is no rain in the land. The farmers are dismayed and covered their heads, and so on. And then at the end, he says this, Do any of the worthless idols of the nations bring rain? Do the skies themselves send down showers? No, it is you, Lord our God. Therefore our hope is in you, for you are the one who does all this. Non-Christian will laugh at this, but I think we acknowledge that God is sovereign. doesn't mean to say we don't care about the environment. doesn't mean to say we shouldn't do what we can. But it does mean to say that we shouldn't panic that we shouldn't buy into this climate hysteria and that we should do what we can to care for the planet, provide for the poor and recognise how we live in this broken world until the whole earth is renewed. All right, I've been doing this thing called Scripture in Song and I want to do a couple of things. First of all, here's a bit from John Lennon.
That's his song, God. God is a concept by which we measure our pain. I don't believe in Jesus and all the other things he lists. I just believe in me. What a dreadful thing to believe in. You two, who we mentioned last week, they had a brilliant answer to it. It's called God Part 2. Here's a little bit of that. the devil don't believe his book but the truth is not the same without the lies he made up yeah if i didn't believe in jesus i would despair at all this end of the world stuff and things that human beings are doing precisely actually i think because we don't believe in god we're turning we're turning madness speaking of madness here's our work world for today so i just got yelled at for asking a very reasonable question so I'm applying to go somewhere and I just wanted to know, are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time, you know? And then the person I was with interrupted and acted like I was asking something else. And then when we were done, they actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist. And if you struggle with being on time, you'll never be able to get a job, you know, provided you're trying your absolute best to be there. And then they're like, your stupid generation wants to destroy the workplace. And yeah, I think that a culture where workers are just cut off because they struggle with being on time when there's other solutions that we can look to. I think that just anybody who thinks it's okay to just treat people like that. Yeah, that culture needs to be dismantled. Time blindness. Wow, that's a brilliant excuse. That's a condition now. <laughs> if you can't keep time, if you can't, you know, turn up for work on time or anything else. Well, you're suffering from time blindness and that should be taken account of. Let's have a wee bit of, of sport. Um, Victorian taxpayers are facing a compensation bill of tens of millions of dollars after Dan Andrews announced the cancellation of the uh, Commonwealth Games. That may be the right thing to do, except this. 
Dan Andrews and his government and his party announced in the elections last year, November last year, that the cost of the games was $2.6 billion. This week, he's announced it's $7 billion. He's not telling the truth, one way or the other. They either lied in November. It hasn't gone up almost $5 billion in those months. Incredible. All right, uh, I, I do want to go, but there's a couple of things to do first. First of all, this song should tell you. Hiya, Bobby. Hi, Ken. You want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. Jump in. I'm a Bobby girl in the Bobby world. Life in plastic. It's fantastic. You can brush my Go party. Barbie Girl, of course. The Barbie film is out. I won't be going to see it. I regard Barbie as uh, an indication of a decadent culture. I find it quite extraordinary, the fuss that's being made about this. Uh, and I find it incredible that what started off as a German doll, build Lily, a risque novelty gift for men, become the only adult doll in production when it launched in the United States. There's a great article in uh, The Spectator about if Barbie were a real woman, she wouldn't be able to walk. Her enormous head would toll around on her spindly neck. Her tiny ankles would buckle under her elongated legs and she'd be forced to move about on all fours. But the serious point about The Spectator article is how many women and girls try to have things like bigger lips, a nose job, it costs a fortune. 600 cosmetic procedures a week were performed last year, twice as many as the previous year. The top children's books. Can you work out what this one is? What is this? It's an alethiometer. It tells the truth. You are meant to have it. Lyra, keep the alethiometer to yourself. It's of the utmost importance. Are you familiar with the prophecies of the witches? You think she is that child? She must be found. I need to go north and fight. You have no idea what's at stake. I have a contract with the child. Yeah, it's Philip Pullman's Dark Materials, Northern Lights. I read it. It's superbly well written, a great story, and it's the anti-C.S. Lewis. Entirely depressing. It's his attempt to uh, outplay C.S. Lewis, if you like. The animal spirits and the magisterium, of course, being the church. I think for him it was the Catholic Church. But uh, Dark Materials, I think that's what it is. In terms of the church... Let me just follow up with, with this a little bit. The Church of England, last week we reported on, uh, apparently the Synod voted uh, not to encourage the use of Alpha or Christianity explored in prisons. I almost have nothing more to say on that. And then we come to this. I looked under chairs, I looked under tables. Seeker. I've been searching low and high. 
The Who, Seek, new book, question one. Question one is, do you think climate change is real? Will be the world, will the world be destroyed from climate change? And I'm not going to read you the whole answer. We've already talked about it enough. But I do point out from Romans 8 that the whole creation is waiting for what? It's frustrated. It's in bondage to decay. It groans as in the pains of childbirth. That is what the earthquakes, diseases and extreme weather events are. And the creation is waiting for these to be removed and its rebirth to take place. That will only happen when the children of God will be revealed. And I've used this before and I use it again. Gus Spieth, climate scientist founder, former chairman of the Council on Environmental Quality. This is what he says. I used to think that the top environmental problems were biodiversity loss, ecosystem collapse and climate change. I thought that 30 years of good science could address these problems. I was wrong. The top environmental problems are selfishness, greed and apathy. And to deal with these, we need a cultural and spiritual transformation. And we scientists don't know how to do that. But the Lord does. And so I leave you with this song from David Kaufman, I Make All Things New. Uh, Thanks to Peter for producing this. Thanks to those of you who support Quantum on the Podbean fundraiser. You can get all the links to that and to the articles I mentioned, stories I mentioned on theweeflee.com. Thanks to those of you who've written in with comments and suggestions. And uh, great to hear from you uh, all over the world, actually. Please keep your stuff coming. Uh, The next one, God willing, will be recorded in the promised land, which, for those of you who don't know, is Scotland. Head in there uh, today. So God bless you, and hopefully see you from there next week. Bye. In the desert I make a river In the wasteland I make a
these new eyes to see.